Business Report Spotlight is brought to you by Renaissance Health Medical Aid Fund. RMA, your health comes first. Welcome to the Business Report Spotlight, the program where we speak to prominent and influential leaders in our economy and society at large to learn a little bit more about the person, their life philosophies that have shaped their decision-making and their careers. My name is Michelle, and today I'm speaking to the CEO of the Institute of Chartered Accountants of Namibia, or ICANN, uh, Fenini Gavali. Uh, she's been leading ICANN as the CEO since January this year. Fenini, welcome to our show, and thanks for speaking to us. Thank you so much, Michelle. Always good to be in studio. Thank you for inviting me. Good. So how is it to work with 900-odd CAs in Namibia? There must be a bunch of fun people. <laughs> it is such a diverse, I must say, it is such a diverse member base. Um, it has really transformed over time. So you find the younger generation that are coming through that have a completely different mindset. Um, and then you find the sort of middle-aged generation that is, you know, quite calm and everything. Stable. stable. And then you find the older generation that is, you know, very structured and, you know, this is how it has been done. So you got that different variety and yeah. it's quite interesting to mingle and be with them. Yeah, once so in I'm a while. definitely not going to talk about the old jokes and accountants because that's how they always did it. So um, I want to start off by your career. I mean, I quickly looked into your LinkedIn profile. It is uh, um, you've been around, uh, you've got very good technical background. Take us through your career. When you finished your articles at Deloitte, am I yes, right? Yes. And you also spent a few time, uh, years as manager. What did you do after that? Well, um, where do I start? Okay, so I guess the foundation is Deloitte, since you've mentioned mm. that. Um, so uh, as soon as I finished at Deloitte, first I got married to my husband, who is who was also at Deloitte and still remains at Deloitte. So I guess I found the love of my life in the auditing profession. Uh, it's still close to my heart. And then I moved into the um, into the commerce and industry. That's what we call it, um, all tavernist. And I remi- remained in the Old Tavernist group for about six years, um, in which I did, I mean, typical CA work, you know, uh, group reporting, uh, business reporting, compliance, etc. So that was more or less my, my life at, at Old uh, Tavernist. But then at some stage, I realized, you know what, my passion, my, 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 my want is actually with people, you know, anything that has to do with people development, personal development, etc. And I wanted to see myself, I wanted to see my career and my future in that aspect um, and not necessarily behind a laptop every day doing debit credits, um, the typical accounting work as we all know. So then I left um, the commerce and industry after about seven years in that in that industry and I moved then to the public accountants and auditors board. That is the regulatory authority um, for account well, auditors, mostly auditors in the, in the country. And um, I worked there as, as, as membership and training. Um, that was my, my main role, um, you know, giving training and, and membership, dealing with membership aud- of auditors in the country. So actually lecturing or standing in front of a group of no, people? Uh, no, 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 absolutely not. Not oh. that, but I couldn't lecture to save my life. No, absolutely not. Um, it was more um, ensuring that they were of high quality mm. You know, giving them training, um, inspections, making sure that, you know, they are doing what they're supposed to do in the public interest uh, so that we avoid scandals, you know, like like globally. Um, and then from there, I moved to the Institute of Chartered Accountants of Namibia um, as the as professional development, um, as the executive for professional development. And I did that role for about two and a half, three years. And then I, I was promoted to CEO. To so. CEO this yes. year. Well, congratulations yes. on that. It's not even a year yet. <laughs> and yeah, the change is very evident. 
Thank you. Um, let's quickly go then to your childhood. So where were you born? Where did you go to school? Some of maybe your mentors in life, your professional qualifications. Where did you study? Take mm. us through that. Okay. I'm going to try and keep it short because my, <laughs> my life has been quite interesting. So uh, I'm purely Namibian born by a Namibian mum and Namibian father, but I was born in Angola. Oh. Yes, um, I was born in Angola, and uh, but I was there just for about nine months. Mm. So nine months uh, after my birth, um, I then ended up in Germany. So um, my mom took me and my brother with to Germany, and we stayed there for about six years. So my early childhood um, is actually in Germany. So yes, ich kann Deutsch sprechen. Sehr gut. Yes. Jawohl, jawohl. And um, I spent so I spent that 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 time in Germany. And I do believe my principles, my foundation, my rock was um, that um, European background. Um, and when I then joined, when I came back to Namibia as a well, I was about I guess six, seven years old at the time, um, because I could only speak one language, and that was German, I immediately went into a German school. So that was uh, Deutsche Schule Wintuk at the time. Now it's called Delta. Um, and that is where I spent my school, like literally from grade one to grade 12. Um, and, and, and that has really, really exposed me to diversity, background, um, a lot of different cultural aspects. And I think that has really helped me in life. Um, it really, really has. Um, so then... I went to university in Namibia and South Africa, and then I started uh, my job. Mentorship. Um, I must say, I've always been, I I always strive to be a little bit extraordinary. Um, I've I've never really felt myself to be an ordinary person. So I never wanted to just have an accounting degree. I wanted to go beyond that. So I remember I walked into um, um, Nangula Wanja's office and I said, I want to be a CA. You are my role model. And until this very day, uh, she's my role model. She's She was the pr- previous yes. managing partner at PwC mm-hmm. and she's now the CEO of NIPDB. Yes, yes. So, and okay. of course, my mom, as yes. always. Okay. And she's also back in Namibia. We are all yeah. back in Namibia. We are purely okay. Namibians. Yeah. We just traveled a bit yeah. along along life. But you also spoke your local language while you were living in Germany? No, no, Not no. Only German? No. Only wow. German. So I, you came back and you... <laughs> I learned my local language wow. here. Wow, yes. no, that's interesting. Yes. Okay, yes. okay. So your work day, you work with professionals all day long. Is it easier that in your previous, your, the six years that you were at O&L where you got more like a balanced um, uh, staff membership, etc. how would you compare the two? Uh, is it easier to work with pure professionals or how would you see it? I definitely thrive on working with professionals. Because I also regard myself as very professional. So I, I can sort of relate and connect. But the reality is that you'll always be in an environment where you have non-professionals and professionals, where you've got junior and senior. And you need to take that into account. It's part of, I guess, um, number one, leadership. And you learn a lot of different aspects like emotional maturity, etc. out of it. Um Professionals, I think they always have structure, you know, they know how to meet deadlines, etc. And that is very easy to manage. Um, and, and you learn that through the training program that we had to go through, you know, certain things, dealing with clients, being professional at all times. That is what you learn through a training program. And not a lot of people get that exposure in life. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult. Yeah. Well, you talk a lot about EQ now. It's probably three times that you've mentioned. And I think it's really <laughs> something that people need to work on mm-hmm. and that is possibly lacking and I think we spoke at the National Accounting Summit last week as well about 
uh, equipping an accountant for yeah. more than just the technical. <clears throat> so on that note, and seeing that you had a passion to work with people, in South Africa, the CAs have caused quite a bit of a, a, um, a difficult situations, uh, corruption mm. scandals and, and all of that. So in different roles they've done it, either as, as an auditor or consultants or CFOs. So do we have the same level of troublemakers, CA specifically now, in mm. Namibia? And I understand that I can, you obviously also have to deal with this. Yeah. Do we have the same level of troublemakers? And what are sort of the things that you take from that? So although we've got a very strong connection with South Africa in all aspects, uh, professional aspects and even the profession, uh, I think I can confidently say that we do not have to that extent mm. of troublemakers. But I think there's different reasons for it. Um, number one is because we also don't have a lot of CAs in the public sector to to get into that mischief, you know, um, that we then have to investigate and discipline. So most of our CAs are in the private sector, and the private sector is very regulated, controlled, less corruption, more processes, less bureau- bureaucratic and red tape. Mm-hmm. So so that sort of gives us a little bit of, you know, leverage to, to act more, um, you know, uh, with less corruption, etc. And then also, um, if I just look at the statistics of our investigations and discipline at ICANN, we really haven't had much. Mm. We really haven't had much. It's Good. it's it's very far and few in mm. between. And I'm very proud of that. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I do believe the more uh, uh, you know, public sector. Uh, influence we might have, etc. You know, it comes with a level of, mm. you know, you need to, ethics might be compromised, mm. etc. And and it's a difficult it's, environment. It's a difficult environment. So maybe just for our listeners, um, we will also be having a lead story uh, with Feni on the National Accounting Summit, and we touched on the subject of accountants in public sector. So we hope that it will increase, and uh, I do believe that I can, through your leadership, have mm-hmm. got the right tools then to also help and guide such uh, CAs then Mm -hmm. around those challenges because it cannot be easy. Um, Finney, on the challenge of having enough qualified people in Namibia, so um, maybe some thoughts from your side around (coughs) our education challenges, but also how to keep um, CAs in roles for a little bit longer. We find that the young people tend to move very quickly from role to role yeah. and just increasing, you know, their package. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, there, there's definitely a limit in terms of uh, tenor that yeah. would seem um, not to be effective or, or efficient. Maybe some of your thoughts. I mean, I, I do see you as a person that can give young people good advice, good solid life advice. Mm-hmm. What are what are your thoughts on that? Oh, um, I, I, Michelle, I, I really do wish I had advice that I can give to the young people. But the reality is we are going through generational Mm. changes. And you see it already in the training offices where trainees just move from one training office to another. We There was a point where we thought it should be regulated and we realized it's something we can't control Mm. because um, unlike us who are, you know, did uh, of a certain age. Let me say that we we are quite stable, and stability was was our you know core uh, you know our core personality trait. But now with the new generations, loyalty is unfortunately mm. not. Mm. What they want is job satisfaction. 
you know, they want flexibility, they want to work from home, they want to... It is a generational shift mm. in thinking. Mm. And although we, as, as, as the older generation, it's difficult to accept, mm. I think it's something we need to embrace and incorporate into yes. our structures because that's the reality, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but the advice I would, I, would, I would do is say, you know, Yes, it is important that you're in a job where you, that you're satisfied it. Don't just be in it for the sake mm. of make an impact um, and make sure that, you know, mm. your, your role is recognized, whether it's mm. in the public sector or private sector. Well, I'm going to give you a left wing here now. So on the high unemployment rate in Namibia, lots of graduates sitting without a job, which is so tragic. Yes. Um, but on the other hand, that we say we've got a shortage of accountants in mm. Namibia. Are we aware of unemployed Accountants, the CAs are all taken up, I would assume, but maybe in mm. general they, or not really. So they possibly could be also as part of the unemployment number accountants well, yes. as well. Uh, but I could, I could possibly, mm. I can actually possibly count them mm. on my hand. Okay. So it's not mm. a common thing. Mm. And, 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 but if we are not careful mm. as an accounting profession, there are so many other professions coming into society. Mm. There's so many other designations. People have MBAs now, etc. Yeah. And we must not get too comfortable mm. and think that we are we, 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 we cannot be touched. So we also need to continuously develop ourselves because the reality is the competition is really, really strong. Yeah. Um, and, and we need to make sure that we are on par mm. with other professions, other designations and other qualifications. Yeah, And yeah. worldwide, I think auditors, the, the auditing profession is definitely facing some shortages. Oh. Yes, and that's yes. more difficult to be an auditor today. Oh, it, yeah. is, it is. It is a worldwide challenge. Yeah, exactly. It's a worldwide challenge. Fanny, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you for sharing your story. It's very interesting. I've learned <laughs> a few things. So, And all the best in your leadership role at ICANN. I think there's so much more to come. And yeah, wishing you all the best. Thanks for speaking to us. Thank you, Michelle. And you being an ICANN member, I also <laughs> want to say thank you for bringing me to the show. And um, we can always have a coffee. Good, always. Uh, <laughs> offline to discuss more. Thank you, Excellent. Michelle. Thanks, Fanny. All right. The Business Report Spotlight was proudly brought to you by Renaissance Health Medical Aid Fund. RMA. Your health comes first.